Hi, folks, and welcome back to Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast, featuring distinctly qualified global change makers that are dedicated to creating a healthier planet, showcasing qualities of planetary leadership. My name is Julian Guderlei, and I'm committed to a world that allows people from all walks of life to thrive. Today's episode is part of the Design Science Studio series, a collaboration with the Bachmann Cifoli Institute, and my guest is Amanda Sage. Amanda is an artist driven to contribute to art's critical role in regenerative culture. She's also passionate about artistic social experiments that explore creative solutionary activism within community. And she's also back on Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. And I'm, I'm stoked to have this, this conversation, this episode with you, Amanda. Mm, thanks for having me back. It's great to just spend some time and, and share story with you, Julian. Yeah, exactly. It's it's great to learn together. We've been part of a you know the Design Science Studio for the last about like six months or something, um, with 142 other uh, amazing co-creators. I want to know first from you, like what inspired you to be part of the the Design Science Studio, and you know just how do you how do you say yes to this experience? Well, you know, I um, I actually got a few nudges from a, a couple different directions of. Um, individuals that had heard about this happening and was like, Amanda, I think you need to um, submit for this or, or sign up. And um, because of they had heard of my, um, my story, my rap about the train, the vision train, and I actually met Roxy. Uh, it was Becca Dikini that introduced Roxy and I at the Envision Festival in Costa Rica last year that was almost exactly a year ago where we actually saw each other as well. Totally, and so yeah. it was a bit of a meeting of minds. And I, um, you know, over, over the years, my interest that has developed into this, you know, all of my interests that have, have merged together into the vision that I carry, the work that I feel so passionate about, you know, really is about this, um, this connecting, networking, bringing together of other of all the, the, the solutionary potentials that um, we can do and how we can be stewards of change, each of us as, as puzzle pieces um, towards you know, building, building a world that works 100% for all, which is one of the taglines of the Buckminster Fuller Institute and the Design Science Studio. And I started to read about what they were up to, what they were planning, and that this would be the first cohort the first year um, gathering together these um, creators from all over the world and that this is this program is is a decade-long program and so I was immediately like I felt ignited excited because the project that I've you know been working on and and working with dancing with uh for quite a few years now had taken quite a big leap uh, within this past year. And so I felt that being a part of this cohort would um, challenge me. It would um, expand my, uh, my horizons. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I knew that it would be a good thing, <laughs> you know, some kind of guidance uh, as, as I practice um, showing up as a, as a leader in, in my circles and, and projects, I need to continuously learn more. And I figured that through this, I would 
you know, meet a, a bunch of people that I wouldn't meet otherwise, right? Through the same. Nice. Through, yeah. through, and so that's that's really what's been happening. And it's been incredibly encouraging. It's been very challenging at times for me as it kind of pokes at my insecurities and places where I'm maybe not so um, confident. And, uh, you know, there's still so much work to do. But, you know, it's like, you, you finding finding more um, people out there that are that we have a certain kind of coherence, a kind of commonality in our prayers. We all express them differently, right? And I find that so beautiful and so fascinating. And so there's something about this um, this initiative, this 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 first cohort. I, I feel that the project that I carry, you know, I'm going to be a part of this, this whole decade and mm. beyond. Like for me, it's the, it's a long game. And I feel like there's a lot of people in this that are also in that same space, you know, and the more that we can connect and link our visions together to empower each other, to uplift, to encourage, to grow, to refine, to iterate, to plus if we can plus each other's visions, you know, we're double tap, all, I think is the word that came up. <laughs> we're just all going to benefit, you know, like, and, and, you know, not, not just personally, of course, but through, for the prayers that we carry, you know, it's not, it's about making uh, every project, every, every individual, every creator that's a part of the studio has a prayer that is really for the earth, humanity, the animals, you know, that we, we, we can find greater coherence together through our diversity. You know, how are we gonna do that? We're figuring it out, right? We don't have all the answers. Not, not any one of us has all the answers, right? But we find more platforms to share, to converse, you know, to dialogue. Ah, it's fantastic, <laughs> yeah. Beautiful answer. I love how poetic that that just went. That was that was epic, Amanda. Thank you so much for that inspiration too. Because it 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 evokes in me this feeling where it's like, yeah, I'm in I'm in for this for this decade, and also for these phases within this decade where, you know, we're starting at, at the beginning of this first cohort. You know, having been part of this for the last six months, very often I I didn't really know any of the answers or really, um, uh, you know some of the challenges, they were challenges that were new to me and that I ultimately change who I am being or what I'm putting out there in the world because I now am richer in this understanding of other people's perspective. Even though, you know, um, and we just talked about this right before we hit record, even though sometimes that, that includes feeling uncomfortable or just hearing a perspective from someone else who has an artistic perspective that is maybe, um, yeah, just, just so different that it's challenging. And I think it's a very important part um, of this phase of like reconciliation of this phase of commitment to the planet of the phase of commitment to our species that we're in as a collective whole. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and how do we become more present in uh, listening to each other? That was something that came up uh, actually in, in this morning session um, around around these conversations, we've gotten into this habit with the, with the Zoom interaction, right? Or this kind of 
where we can be listening to something and we can be having a conversation on the side. And okay, it's not just through this medium of say Zoom, it's happening in all different kinds of platforms where we're multitasking. And that multitasking environment is something that is very addictive. It's something that's also propelling this need like, oh, I can do more, I can do more. And gosh, I am, I am so influenced by this. But knowing that, well, what is actually really important? How can we become really present and truly hear each other's voices? You know, and this is a big part, I think, about what is coming out of it, too, is like we all have something that we want to give, right? Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. What is it that is really needed, though, from us? And that changes, that evolves, right? And so some people also in the studio have come in with just an idea. Some people have come in with a finished project. Some people are in a project in different phases of development, but they are all living beings, the projects and the people, of course, right? Yeah. That are involved. And so what is this process of listening, of being, um, of listening to, to the vision and to not just the vision, because in many ways, like, well, what is vision? Like it comes to us, we, oh, and then we take ownership of it sometimes, uh, but we're more in service. Like if we could become more in service to what we're feeling deeply to, to, to this gift that we wanna give, uh, that's really going to be a direction that I think mm, is good, right? Because because there's so much, I, I felt this in the beginning, like there's a certain kind of competition too, right? You get into a group of people you never met before, um, most of them, right? And there's a certain kind of like nervousness, like I want to, um, you know, I want to look good. I want to, I want my project to get applauded. I want to get the funding or all the things, right? We want to be, we want to be cool. Uh, <laughs> and that's a natural kind of tendency. Like we got to, we got to brand everything. We got to make it unique. It's got to stand out. Who are our competitors? I, there's so, been so many amazing offerings through the design science crew and everybody right in the cohort have collaborated in offering different parts of their of their tool sets that they carry to help others. And one of the things that I participated in was get your pitch deck done. It was like a sprint um, little workshop and it was so awesome. Uh, and one of the things in there as we're going through these different templates and the different steps of what you need to address in your pitch deck you know, there was the, the, the page where it's like, identify your uh, competitors, you know? And it's like, well, how can we also change that languaging to be, we're not in competition. Who are the people that you wanna collaborate with, right? Who are the ones that inspire you? Um, you know, how can we change some of this languaging from a place of competition to collaboration, 
you know, and so this is this is this is a, a big process. And yeah, we are at, at at the beginning in many ways of this reconciliation, right? Of this kind of also um, period of confrontation. Um, if we really do want that, we want a world that works 100% for all. It we can't all be little chiefs. Yeah. Right. We have to all be. We have to be able to adapt and move and be, take on different roles. And sometimes we're speaking. Sometimes we're listening. <laughs> sometimes we're washing the dishes. Sometimes we're designing a pitch deck. <laughs> sometimes we're planting seeds. Other times we're working on the harvest. But at all times, our commitment to that world has to be in integrity, right? Mm -hmm. And our commitment also to, to be bold enough to stand in a wild commitment without knowing the path to get there. Right, yes. Because otherwise we'll be thinking about why am I here in the first place nonstop, which then doesn't allow us to connect with the simplicity of like, yeah, you, as you just said it, I, I don't think you probably, you know, usually cared a lot about making pitch decks. Um, I just assume based on, based on knowing you as, you know, a, a fabulous and phenomenal painter who, you know, there's the, the paintings speak for themselves, but all of these different tasks and to do is a part of the toolkit as a community as well. And I think um, you said something really beautiful there, the gift we're bringing to a community. This is another piece that was really alive for me throughout this entire time is even though I haven't spoken to every individual one-on-one, -on -one, there's a shared feeling of commitment. There's a shared feeling of uh, tribe, of mission, of um, like, you know, not to get all esoteric here, but like a soul pod, like people that have mm -hmm. a switched on soul that, that recognizes, oh, we're here for this. Let's explore what this is. We don't know how to get there, but I'm committed to explore what this is. Yeah. And that's where I feel like at least with the project that I carry, like the, the vision that I carry, I feel very much like curious about it. And so, and on one hand, I can be in the curiosity and the visionary realm where there's infinite possibilities, but at some point there to, to really bring it and, and support it to come into being it needs to go through more dimensional shift <laughs> where I do play a role in getting a little uncomfortable at times to learn new things, right? To admit that I don't have all the answers and to ask for help and also be willing to um, do things that maybe make me feel uncomfortable where I feel like I could be criticized or that I could be, um, you know, um, yeah, put it exposed in a certain way that is not what I would naturally go towards. Right? Being exposed is like a, a, a to the total definition of being uncomfortable. I feel like <laughs> it's anybody, you know, um, might be able to relate to this one because sharing your opinion or sharing your art or sharing your project and having someone be like, Oh, I don't like it because of this. And have you not thought of <laughs> that is a, it's a, it's a horrible feeling at first. Um, 
you know, but at the same time, when we allow it in, and I'm, I'm going to make a personal example here, something that came up yesterday in a, in a different session um, in another community, actually, somebody challenged the way I was spelling green planet, blue planet, because they were not able to find it right away. Mm-hmm. And my instant, you know, um, kind of reaction that happened only on the internal, I didn't verbalize it was like, whatever, like I spelled it this way, don't you get it? And then I was able to withhold that. And I asked a second time just to understand the person better. And then I was like, well, he really has a point. He didn't find it. How many other people might have not found the podcast before because they would have spelled it in two different words, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I was like taken aback, right? I'm second language English speaker. Like maybe I just made all this up because I love neologisms and I like making up new words. And, and so Two minutes later, the uncomfortable feeling was away. And, uh, and I was just so grateful that that person was just bold enough to say that. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing to be able to step back and, and observe that trigger, right? Because we don't want to be told that we're, that we made a mistake. I mean, that being goes exposed, back to, our, yeah. right? I, the, being exposed, that makes me think of a painting that changed my life that I did, uh, it started in 2005 and I completed it 2011. And it's a life-size um, self-portrait of me screaming and exposing myself. Have you ever seen this painting? I don't think I have. Can we pull <laughs> this up somehow right now? Yeah, I'm gonna look for it. If you What's... just look up um, Amanda Sage and Anna Suromai, A-N-A-S-U-R, O-M-A-I, you'll see it. And uh, this painting is uh, in response to a uh, book that I read uh, called The Story of V by Catherine Blackledge. And it was a whole chapter in this book where she refers to um, having found reference to this gesture being one of the most powerful uh, gestures that can scare away the devil or to stop an army in its tracks. And I was like, what, really? No way. <laughs> and uh, I went to, I started talking about it with other people and um, nobody had heard of this before. And so I figured that I had spoken to, so I figured I needed to do a painting of it. And it took me um, a year or it took me five years, I think. I mean, I'd spent like a good five, six years uh, contemplating this piece and also evolving it, the whole story around it, because it wasn't enough. It began as just this life-size self-portrait because when it came down to it, I was like, well, I need to paint this. Well, mm, I, I think it needs to be life-size. Uh, well, who's, who's going to be my model? Well, it's not going to be authentic. If it's not me, then I'm a chicken. <laughs> I'm, a chicken right. I'm, 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 you know, not really st- standing up for the statement. Right. So I had to, I had to do it myself, but then it came to, well, what am I standing up, up for? Why would I lift my skirt? Why would I lift my skirt? You know? And so that became the whole story that's around it, which is the story of on, on, on my right is, um, is, is, is war on my left is slavery mm-hmm. and sla- and the slavery to, to everything, to identity, to, corporations to addictions to um you know all all of it religions you know there's so many ways that we become slaves or we enslave ourselves and uh in the center between my legs 
is the representative of the the table of power and that being this also hypothetical but also real i mean it's an it's a question there's a map of the of the civilized world that's on the table and uh and then and then it trans the the, the work then goes in this direction of like well what's like what's happened what's next or what's happening out of this and there's there's an egg a seed that is dropping on this table and out of that seed is all this electricity is going out and spreading all over the place and wherever it strikes is is striking the earth plants begin to grow again and it's also and one of the moments that was like so so wild was the, the moment of like where is this energy of this new energy that's embodied by the seed how is that connecting with the individuals around the table and it was this really really powerful moment when i realized that it was actually just um everyone was was it was just quiet in silence it was an individual connection that would happen and um you know, it's, it's it's a lot of there's been quite a bit of time in between since I mm -hmm. since I finished that piece. It's been ten years now, and um, there's also then then these two rainbow serpents come up from behind me, and they're these kind of like so they're symbolic of the great um, origin original parents of 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 our genome um, that comes from the from the Gnostic texts, uh, the myth of Sophia. And uh, it and Metatron's cube is at the heart chakra. So, anywho, in in terms of exposing ourselves, <laughs> I don't I, I don't think we knew we were going to go go there. But this actually is very relevant to tie it back into the studio. Um, this painting is what gave way for me to actually see the vision train, to see the train. Oh, wow. um, it was literally in the same year that I finished that painting. It was later in that year that I uh, first saw the train. And I see the train as a vessel that can carry us back on the tracks that took us to the end of the Western frontier. And the train is a vessel that brought us time. And uh, it has the power, it has the narrative, it has the, 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 there's some kind of something poetic around the the train that it can uh, move between worlds, right? And Absolutely. I see the and the circus, right? So the train can carry the circus of the potentials of 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 the future. You know, it can carry the genius of humanity. It can carry and um, and disseminate the seeds, right? That can inspire inspire local activism you know and support the groups and the individuals that are already doing the work can build the new train stations right the new trading posts and it's a it's a meta vision in many ways it's not about one track and one train because we're we've become a world that is connected in so many different ways. This is so interesting what you just said. It's a meta vision and it's not just about the one track. I think this is such a common misconception about 
these ideas. And well, first of all, thank you so much for going into in depth into in, about this painting and Anna Suromai for those who want to look it up and make sure to link this out. I shared it on the screen for anybody who's watching the video just for a second. Fascinating. But to come back to what you just said, like, yes, the, the world that works for everyone or the world that is inclusive to 100% of life and wants everyone to display their full, um, you know, just genius. Um, they, I, I don't believe there is a meta vision of how that world is going to look because by definition, mm -hmm. it's going to be pollinated by 8 billion diverse human beings and all of the life uh, beyond human beings and making space for that. And so I think this is such an interesting and always present in the Design Sense Studio kind of awareness to, to gain more and more that we have to really let go of, of needing a meta vision mm -hmm. other than that there is a direction and the direction is, is freedom from this enslavement, freedom from this sameness, freedom from this predictability. And it's maybe bold and it's maybe scary for some, um, but it's, it's really possible when we believe it possible. Yeah, and this the 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 train is this um, opportunity, and that's what I see the 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 studio as. I see all the members in the studio, and of course, I'm looking at it through my own filter and my own language and my experience. But that everybody in the studio is on this train, and this train is not my idea. This train has been sung about and written about for a long time from many different visionary characters. And it's something that, you know, through this process of going back on the tracks that took us to the end of the world, right? To pick up the pieces and to realize that they're all a part of this story, that they're all pieces of the Holy Mother and all of the extraction, all of the forgotten pieces need to come back together again. They need to be remembered. It's the humans, the animals, all the things. And the thing is, is that it's, it's, Beautiful. it's, it's going to be hard. It is hard when we look at it, but we have to use our art. We have to use our creativity in ways to help each other go through this process. And that's where I see this train going back on the tracks on a journey of regeneration to bring the new Renaissance, help seed it and inspire it. You and just mentioned the word, the Renaissance, um, the regenaissance, right? I, the, the Renaissance in, you know, um, in, in Italy back in the day was, was born after the bubonic plague was kind of at its last um, it's, it's, it's last breath. And so maybe possibly there's a, a similarity to where we are at right now um, with, you know, devastation of, of, of our health, with a pandemic, with eroding soil. All of this is a very negative way of looking at the world. And it's very real in many ways. And at the same time, it can inspire us to create new spaces. It can inspire us to create um, these 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 movements of people that are full of faith, belief, and action. And you mentioned it earlier when you when you mentioned the word chicken, chicken out. I, I would have been the chicken. Um, there is a need for new language, right? I mean, this is a funny a funny one that that maybe makes us laugh, but but there is also a need for for creating with the vision train 
it's like ontological design principle. You're creating space for, you know, a social experience or, or, or states of being really more so. And with the Regenesis, we're creating a, a neologism, a new word, because we're actually craving these new words, these new understandings that take us away from this, um, as, as some call it, like the continuation of the Roman Empire. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I wanted to speak to what the vision train is right now. And, you know, as I talk about this, like, bigger visualization, you know, of seeing the train being something that, you know, is building momentum through the collecting of, of the cars, right, of the puzzle pieces, which are all of us. Um, I, what it is now is a, is a place that we're meeting because of the pandemic. We, I started a, a, um, a Zoom room <laughs> uh, almost a year ago on March 24th and invited a whole collective of artists and friends and students of mine from all over the world to join in this, um, in this, in this experiment of, of, keep, of passing the torch, of keeping the space alive, of, of experimenting in community in a virtual space. And um, it is, it's called the Nonstop Vision Train Global Art Jam. And what it's become, it's amazing, it's still going, and I don't see it ever, ever stopping, <laughs> likely, but we ever. don't know. Yeah. We don't know where it's going, you know, but what it has become is a place to, uh, to connect and to craft together, uh, you know, to do our own work and at the same time to uh, expand our, um, you know, our knowledge and perception through the connection with each other of being in shared space and the kind of community and personal relationships. What it comes down to is there are people that, there's a whole collective of people, some of them have met before in person, many of them have not. And what, how are we influencing each other? How are we going to go forward? How do we integrate this experience into our daily lives of having, of building community that is maybe not all in the same watershed, that is all over the world, but we have something in common. We're building a new language together. We're also building and creating, we're weaving each other into our work, into our prayers, as we realize we're a part of one family you know, and we can come and go and everybody is welcome, right? And redefining this, uh, this term, this definition of artist as well, that we are all artists. Yeah. We are all creative beings. And therefore everybody is invited to get on the train. What do we do a lot together? Yeah, we're, we're, we're making things. We're focused on doing things. Then we're sharing about them. We're, we're learning together. We're coming up with ideas, things that we want to do, you know, and, and being curious. What, what do you have to offer? What are you bringing mm -hmm. to the train? What's the what is your goal? Yeah. What's your gift? Mm -hmm. Amanda, this is so beautiful. And I'm glad to have you back on, on the show for, you know, uh, an interview on the continuation of the vision train on 
our shared time in the Design Sense studio and just an invitation for people listening both to join, you know, the, the art making process to continue to unpack the gift that's inside of you and to take a look at the Design Science Studio as well as the Vision Train. And it's going to be all linked out and visible for everyone who wants to. And I can only, I can only, um, in, you know, invite you into this community because it's going to be a full decade. And, and as you said, I mean, I'm committed to that myself to, to really, I'm committed to not knowing what all the gifts of all these different people will enable us to start seeing. Mm-hmm. No, we have no idea, but I have one yeah. thing that I've kept with me for i don't know when it started but i have some kind of like deep belief that it's going to be better than i can possibly imagine yes here here and that's what that's what my paintings show me because i can't really uh, i i don't see it before beforehand i have Mm. a sense i have a feeling but it only becomes really visible by me showing up and continuing to do the work. I'm so glad you just said this. Um, so often I've, I've tried to visualize what I'm going to draw or paint and then it goes so horribly wrong. And I'm very new to the process of al- allowing myself to be guided by the doing of painting or drawing into what it turns into. Um, and I'm sure different people do it different ways, but it's it's such a beautiful metaphor for the process of life. Really, is mm-hmm. let's not try to figure out where we're going to end up, um, but let's let's continue to commit to being here together, unpacking everyone's gift, because that's when where we end up becomes truly miraculously the surprise uh, that can be better than the sum of many parts. Yeah. Thank you, Amanda. Yeah. That's what we can, we can show each other through the work and through sharing the process with each other. You know, it's not just about the final product it's about the journey, mm-hmm. you know? And so I feel that the design science studio is very much focused towards this aspect of process and that we are creating it together. It isn't a finished story or vision like this is where we're going and look at that let's all fit into that (laughs) right like no we're we we have a a general sense of what feels to be a good direction and thank you buckminster fuller right for and great visionaries of 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 the past that have and and the present that are sharing so many clues for us to work with Right. And let's see where, what, what's going to happen. But I have a sense that it's going to, it's going to blow our minds <laughs> and our hearts and in, in the best ways open and the hearts yeah. wide open and, and, and minds blown. I totally, I totally feel you on this. Thank you so much for, you know, your eloquent and epic way to guide us into um, the world through, through your perspective. I really appreciate mm-hmm. having you back on the podcast. Thank you, Mm, Julian. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening. Here we are again. This is your host, Julian, and I hope you truly enjoyed this episode of Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. Check out my Patreon, best way to support the podcast, myself and the mission. Lots of exciting perks and ways to be engaged to receive more value. That being said, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to hit subscribe, review the show, share it with the people you love, and have yourself a stellar day. Thank you.